All right. Well, welcome to another expert interview. As always, I'm always fired up for these. We have the best guests and uh, always value packed. Before we jump in, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you go below this video, like, subscribe, comment. If you want additional questions answered or have impact or, or things that you want about this, let's make sure we talk about it. Um, and as always, let's jump straight into it. Today's guest is Aiden. Aiden, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us who you are, what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, first of all, for having me, Devin. I really appreciate the uh, the opportunity of being on your show. Um, but uh, yeah, so, you know, as Devin said, you know, my name is Aiden Klinger. Um, I'm the owner of a local media and photography company in town, uh, or in Reno, Nevada, I should say, called Tour to Space. Um, so I started my company um, primarily focusing on real estate media services. So uh, initially working with interactive 3D tours. Um, but over time, you know, since we started the company in 2017, we've been able to expand the services and grow. Um, so uh, from there, we, you know, started adding HDR photography, drone photography, um, listing videos, so a lot of video production stuff that we've been working on most recently. Um, and yeah, so, you know, it's been a, it's been an interesting, you know, run since we started back in 2017. So um, we, we currently operate and serve the uh, Reno Tahoe area. Um, most recently, we just opened up a branch in the Northeast Ohio area. So now we serve the Cleveland Metro area. Um, and that's been going great and, you know, kind of a great learning lesson to see the, the trial and error <clears throat> uh, process in a different state. Um, but, uh, you know, so when I started the company um, in 2017, um, you know, I really wanted to take a, a much different approach. Um, my background had came from actually I was learning to become a real estate agent myself, um, 18 turning 19, uh, shortly after high school, um, where I realized, you know, it was, it, there was a lot of, uh, you know, time, money and resources getting put into, you know, a listing for a realtor before they even go live on the MLS. So with that being said, I, you know, <clears throat> I thought about it in the sense of, you know, there, there, there's so much that goes into it, you know, before the realtor is making a dime, you know, as, as, as I'm sure, you know, Devin, you know, realtors are working for free essentially until they close that deal. Um, so when I had started my photography business, um, I realized that I needed to come up with a different approach. So 2017, it was obviously a much different world in terms of our media capabilities and, and people's understanding of media capabilities, particularly in the real estate world. Um, so, you know, I was spending very much time and still to this day do, but not nearly as much, um, more so on the education side and, you know, letting people really understand what the value was of the services that we were providing to them. Um, you know, so part of the way that, you know, uh, I am able to show the value of what we do um, is I have a much different approach. So uh, the company that I have, we, we very much so take pride in providing a service that is guaranteed, true and tried, and we stand firmly behind what we're providing to our clients. Um, so with that said, we actually give our uh, realtor clients the opportunity to pay nothing for the services unless the listing sells. Um, and that way we are able to say, you know, here's the true value of what we're doing. You know, I stand so firmly behind this that you're not paying anything for it until you actually get the job done and you get your commission check as well. Um, so if you're, you know, what I tell my clients is if they're not getting paid, then I myself am not getting paid either. Um, and so this has really been a, a true success story and really been a great, you know, leverage tool for myself um, as well as a lot of my clients, you know, and I, I love the fact that, you know, um, I'm able to take pride in the, the idea that my business model is effective for both 
um, your little fish in the pond, but also your, your sharks in the pond, you know? So, you know, we work with a, such a wide variety of folks. And, you know, so that includes, you know, the, the folks that are doing just a couple transactions a year, all the way up to the people that are doing 40, 50 to even sometimes a hundred plus in a year. Um, and so that's something that I very much so take pride in. And, you know, I've, I, I, I like to think that I've really re reimagined the, the real estate media and photography world in that sense, because, I think so many of our clients, until they had met us and started working with us, they had, you know, always looked at photography as kind of just one of those ancillary products that you do for, you know, your higher end luxury home, um, you know, something of that caliber. Whereas, you know, we've really been able to show people and appeal to folks that are, you know, working on even stuff that's, you know, uh, a fix and flip quality, but yet at the same time, we're also doing, you know, consistent work on the million plus market too. Um, so it's been really cool to kind of see that, you know, and then, like I said, you know, uh, being introduced to a whole new world of real estate in, in Ohio, it's been definitely a challenge, but we've had, you know, so far lots of success over there too. Um, but, you know, just definitely more above all, a lot of learning lessons. Love it, man. I love your story. I love your vision. You know, we met recently, uh, we were referred, you know, through a friend, which was cool. And, and when you shared your story and your passion, man, I love your vision and I love that you just went for it, Right. Um, I was going to save this question for the end, but let's start there. I think that I love young entrepreneurship and I think that there's no age to entrepreneurship, right? I think you can start after a career and I think you can start as young as you want. Like, I think that the hustle and the idea of, of having something of your own and going out there and doing it, there's no limit to it. So what motivated you at what, 18, 19 to jump into the business world and say, I'm going to go do this. Um, so funny enough, it came through the resentment of working for somebody else. Um, so to be completely honest, I was working for, um, FedEx ground just as a, a basic package handler. I used to on occasion work, um, as a switcher in the yard. So backing in, you know, the semi trucks and things like that. Um, and I think going through so much stress and frustration and, and, you know, working with, you know, sadly enough, a lot of people that weren't competent at their jobs. Um, I, I, you know, I, I kind of, it came to this revelation, you know, after one of the many um, fits and freakouts that I had at that job uh, of like, you know what, this, this just is not for me. You know, I really needed to, I, that day I kind of rewired my thinking and said, I, I, I have to figure something out and I have to create something of my own and I have to build my own, my own dreams. Um, and I think, you know, you know, so obviously it wasn't like when I started my business, it wasn't this overnight transition of like, I've got to leave my, you know, I'm leaving my job and I'm starting this business and all this money is going to start coming in. Um, actually the opposite. It was a very slow transition at first. So, you know, the first year, year and a half of me starting and operating my business, I was balancing trying to be a college student part-time plus working at FedEx at the, the, the sunrise shift and trying to operate a business in the early afternoons, late evenings, many uh, late nights as well. Um, and I think, you know, seeing the quick, you know, you know, overall feedback that I was getting, which was almost always very, very positive of what I was doing with my business. I think that really kind of gave me the, the spark to really keep it going. Um, because I think over, essentially I just wanted to get out of there. I, I just wanted to leave as soon as I possibly could so I could start, you know, devoting my my, un, my undivided attention towards my business. Um, I, I think I quickly saw that there was a future in it and this, this was something real and not going away. Um, and so I really, you know, 
I, I think once I saw that little bit of success and good feedback, that's really when I turned up the notch and that's what gave me the, the confidence to end up leaving my, my, my regular day job. I love that. And I love that you share that story too, because, you know, those of you who are listening, if, if maybe you're in that decision mode right now, right, where you're in a situation where you're like, maybe I want to jump out and do something I'm passionate about, or at least something I can control. I love Aiden that you shared, you know, you, you were doing it all right. And in most cases, like you don't just go all in, right? Like you still have to pay bills. You still have to have some consistency and it gives you a chance to kind of build that side hustle until it's your main hustle. Um, you know, mine was opposite. I jumped all in and like come hell or high water, it was going to work. And thank God it did because that could have hurt. Um, but I love, I love that you share that. And I, and I thank you for sharing that. Was your, anyone in your family, are they entrepreneurs? Yeah. So I'm very thankful that I have, you know, my father who's truthfully, he's never worked for anybody in his life. He's always been his own, you know, man. And he's always been, you know, self-employed and an entrepreneur. And he's been involved in many different businesses um, as partners and also as a sole proprietor. Um, And I think, you know, having a conversation with him more particularly after a bad day at work at FedEx, um, you know, he had asked me, you know, he said, how, how, how's it going over there? And I said, honestly, dad, I'm, I'm, I'm so, I'm so over. I, I, I can't do this anymore. And he was really the one that kind of shifted my thinking into it as well. Um, I'm also very blessed to have, you know, somebody who I consider like a a second father of mine. um, And uh, he's very much so my mentor and very much so involved in my life, not in just a business level, but a personal level too. And I think he was also really one of the first people in my life to really give me um, the full confidence and reassurance that I, that I was capable of doing something like that. I think I'd always spent a lot of time really discrediting myself or, you know, being just kind of in a, I'm going to settle mindset where, you know, whereas I finally had somebody in my life telling me, you know, no, this is, you're, you're capable of so much more, you know? So I'm very thankful that I have two very positive um, male role models that I can, you know, seek advice for, not just in the business world, but in um, just in life in general, because I think I always leave those conversations with more, more in my mind than I, in, in a positive manner than I did before. You know, and I think, you know, hearing from them always gives me great insight. I love it. You know, and I think that's testament to like the impact that you can have on other people in the future, right? And the people that you touch, because maybe you can be that inspiration for someone else, right? And I know I love that about, you know, I was inspired and I have to make sure I'm inspiring others. Hence why we do these, right? Because I want to create content and let people know, hey, maybe you came from a family where there was an entrepreneurship, or maybe you don't have mentors available to you in that sector it's okay like we give you permission to have confidence in yourself to jump and to do something awesome for you and just know that to your testament of your dad right that was a generational decision because he was able to inspire you right and that that's the impact that you know being a younger entrepreneur that's the impact we can have with our kids in the future and that's something that may not be top of mind today but I want people to hear that like I want you guys to understand that you could be inspiring people around you by the actions you're taking, just like Aiden was inspired. So I, I love that, man. I'm glad that you are where you are. Um, so let's talk about photography and video, right? You're doing it for real estate. So let's talk there for a second. I know you do everything else, but let's stay in the real estate world. Like, it seems dumb that I have to ask this, but like, why does a house need photography and videography? Like, what's the sales pitch? 
So <clears throat> obviously, you know, it's, it's no secret that, you know, in today's you know, world in 2021, um, we're in a very much so a seller's market. It's very hot, almost too hot. I'm sure many, many of my realtor clients would agree. Um, so with, with, with that said, you know, on a more balanced market, um, generally speaking, um, the services more than anything are for the, the first, the, the first impression presentation of, of a particular listing. So, so obviously this means that, um, when you're looking through, uh, when, when a prospective buyer is looking through the MLS or any of those platforms that are synced to the MLS, so realtor.com or Zillow, um, almost always is that's going to be their first impression of a listing. It's very few and far between where people are driving up and down streets and looking for for sale signs. So with that being said, your media service or your media content on that listing needs to be in tip top shape to make yourself stand out from your, your listing next to the house that's five, you know, the, the, the people that are listing their house that's five houses down um, in the same exact floor plan. You need to have something that gives you the upper advantage, right? Um, so, so more or less on a balanced market, that's, you know, a true testament. Um, <clears throat> in, the mar- in the luxury market, um, that's also something that, oh, there you go. Sorry, oh, sorry about that. I'm going to put on... Do not disturb. Oh, okay. Can you hear me? Sorry about that. No, you're good. <clears throat> um, so, so anyways, I was saying that on a, you know, in the luxury market, right. Um, I, I usually like to tell my clients that more content is always going to be king. So um, especially on these bigger luxury properties, you know, the high square footage, the large parcel, um, many of the people that you're trying to attract in terms of prospective buyers are going to be from out of state, from out of town, more especially here in our, our local market here in Reno. We have so many people coming from out of state. So you need to have as much content as possible to be able to use as reference of like, this is this listing and there should be no kind of gray areas of what to expect if you were to come look at this house in person, right? Um, and then right now, this is probably the most you know accurate in terms of what we're dealing with in this seller's market. Um, and something that I've really tried to harp on this year is that you know, um, so so in this current time right now, most realtors in, in you know will there's a lot of folks who are still to this day you know taking photos with their cell phone or even not taking photos at all. They might snap a single photo of you know the front of the house and call it good, and they still say, you know what, I'm still going to get a few offers on this house no matter what. Um, but what I tell to, what I tell those folks is that they're just simply missing the point. They have to realize that the consistency in their marketing and their portfolio um, and a representation of their brand has got to be consistent from start to finish. Right? Um, it cannot be contingent just on whether the market's doing strong or it's weak or we have lots of inventory or no inventory at all. Right? And so <clears throat> what people are kind of missing right now is that you know they're saying, okay, well I don't need to spend the extra couple hundred bucks to get photography done because it's going to sell either way. Um, but what they're missing is that it's, again, it's a detriment to their, to their brand and their portfolio. They're also doing a disservice to their clients because they don't know <clears throat> that maybe those extra few photos or the 3D tour of video may have gotten them an extra few more offers or even more serious offers from people that might have been turned off because they were looking elsewhere. You know, for example, somebody that did invest in the photography or videos. And so let's, let's talk about that real quick. Cause I think that that part of the answer is so relevant, right? I think that often, right. When, when things are going great, we just assume it's going to go great, but we know that it comes and goes right. And in real estate, it's true as time that it's going to dip, right. Or it's going to go from buyer to seller. And then everyone's got an advantage. 
but I love that you talk about that because for the realtors and, and people in the real estate industry that are listening to this, you know, how you accept a listing, market a listing and do all that, that is part of your brand, you know, and Aiden, I'm glad that you mentioned that, man, because I think that to me is number one. Like if I am trying to choose a realtor to work with and I see like, hey, here's the houses they have listed and all of those houses are like really well listed, great descriptions, great visuals. I have confidence in that realtor, right? Before we even have a conversation. So I, I love that you said that. And I think that that's something I want people to hear, right? Be consistent, right? And make sure that you have partners aligned with you who in Aiden's case, and we'll talk about this right now, like are doing things that are a little different because yeah, everybody's got a phone, right? Like we can go take photos, but do you understand how to take the right photos, right? And let's talk 3D, 3D tours. So why are 3D tours kind of another level of, of value? Like what's the value there? Yeah, so more particularly um, our 3D tour software that we use. So it, it, it's funny, you'll hear the, the blanket term virtual tour and in many occasions. Um, and it's funny that <laughs> we bring this up because I think every realtor has their own definition of what a virtual tour is. Some identify that as a video, some identify that as slideshows, some identify that as if you stitch together 360 degree images that might've been done with their cell phone. Um, some identify that as a full interactive 3D tour. So when I think of a virtual tour, I associate that with a Matterport 3D tour, which is an interactive uh, tour of the home or a space. Um, so, you know, that can be used for residential, commercial, um, even businesses, um, of course. Um, so with that being said, so the, the 3D tour software, software that we use is powered by um, a software called Matterport. Um, it's from Canada. Um, and basically what that is, is it generates the floor plan of the space. So it allows the, the viewer to immerse themselves into the property in a three, uh, 3D walkthrough view. So that means, you know, they have a full up, down, left, right, 360 degree um, ability to navigate themselves around the uh, in and out of rooms, up and down stairs, in and out of the house or the space if you will, <clears throat> they have the ability of seeing the space in a traditional floor plan view. Um, they also have the view, uh, which is probably my favorite and most of my clients' favorites, which is the dollhouse view. And what the dollhouse view is essentially all the dynamics of the space um, that we capture for you just with the roof off. So that way you see literally every single nook and cranny of this space in one site. <clears throat> um, additionally too, on our, uh, the software that we're using, users also have the ability to um, measure individual rooms. So the length and width of a room, as well as individual items in that room too, um, which has been very much so um, effective with the last year and a half with, you know, navigating through the real estate market during COVID. Um, and, you know, just generally speaking, like we, you know, like we had mentioned where so many of our, you know, incoming buyers for, for the Reno or the Northern Nevada market are coming from out of state. So I couldn't tell you how many times I've had people tell me, or some of my realtor clients come back to me and say, look, I had somebody make a full offer on this house without them even looking at it in person, just because they already took the tour, they saw the photos, maybe we did some drone pictures, so they already know what the surroundings are. So we know we don't need to go look at this house already. We know exactly what to expect because the, the tour and the photos and everything, all the content that we put together for them left no gray areas at all. Love and that. so love, very much so an effective tool. Well, I said, I love that you talked about COVID, right? Because when you can't actually get on site, right? And it was limiting our ability to be present. 
it's great that you have a way to do that. And one thing I want to call out, we were looking through some of your portfolio. Why don't you talk to us about uh, the callouts that you can use in your software as well? I think the one we were looking at was an apartment that was kind of showing us the layout of their units. Um, but you can do callouts. Why don't you let people know what that is and why that might be beneficial? Yeah, no doubt. So there's a very effective tool that uh, you can use on the Matterport tool uh, uh, tours called Matter Tags. Um, what those basically are is uh, it's an interactive uh, marking or tagging that you can incorporate into any of the tours and any object or um, item in that space that we captured. Um, so what you're referring to, for example, was um, uh, an apartment complex that we had been working with um, over in uh, the Sacramento area. Um, and so it was a really beautiful brand new complex. They had all these really nice smart features. Um, the problem is, is that normal folks like you and I don't necessarily know how to use those when, you know, the first time we walk into a space. So <clears throat> what they had did was they had provided me with um, basically a link on a setup on and a, and a tutorial on how to set everything up and get it synced with your smart devices and whatever, um, or be able to connect your, your phone to the, the, Bluetooth speakers that had the surround sound, and um, it was a really powerful tool. Another great example of that um, was we had did a project with the University of Nevada, Reno, um, and we had teamed up with their arts department. So um, they basically, during COVID, you know, they were keeping all of their um, art galleries, you know, closed to prime to uh, just the students who were working on these art galleries. Um, so what they had asked us asked us to do was to create basically a virtual gallery for their their graduate students so um, we were able to obviously scan and you know do the 3d tour of each gallery that they were working on and each individual piece of art they provided us a digital copy along with the description the artist credits the art, artist statements and we were just simply able to just incorporate those with matter tags and that way everybody was able to see a full resolution version of that piece of art while navigating themselves around that space as if they were actually in there physically. Um, so it's it, especially during COVID and, you know, um, or even just, you know, portraying certain various, you know, unique features to a space or a business or a, a home. It, it's, it's been a very, very powerful tool for us. Love that. And I love that you walked me through that when you were here, because, you know, one of the projects we're working on that that makes sense. And I think that if you think through the business experience, right, if I'm if I'm trying to lease an apartment, it'd be nice to be able to see the floor plan and understand the benefits that make my apartment different than the one down the street. And in a business standpoint, it's nice to be able to say like, hey, here's what it's like when you come to our business, whether it's retail, whether it's a restaurant, whether it's you know somewhere that's service driven and clients want to understand kind of the feel. All of those are valuable visual reasons that you need it. You know, If you have a Google listing and you can put up great photography, you should. So I love what you're doing, man. I, I'm excited for the software, how much you dove in. Uh, one thing I think was interesting, right, is, is, you know, you, in order to do this, right, you must have like a photography degree and you must know everything about photos, right? Um, that's the farthest thing from correct, to be honest. <laughs> um, so, <clears throat> yeah, so everything that I've done in my business um, is, is, is all been self-taught um, through trial and error and uh, of hundreds of errors, I should say, if not thousands. Um, and then just simply watching YouTube videos and just expanding my, my knowledge and education through people that have done what I've done. Or, or tried to do what I've done before me. Um, and that's something that I very much so take pride in too, because um, not only does that <clears throat> uh, translate into to me, uh, but that also translate, in, translate into the, the rest of my work, uh, my, my team as well. 
<clears throat> so by no means are any of my team members um, experts or um, quote professionals or have degrees in any of the fields that they work in. Um, we're all just very motivated young individuals that, you know, have a passion for the, the field that we're working in and just, uh, you know, uh, a, a want and need to improve and get better every single day, you know, so <clears throat> it's really cool to see that, you know, I, I like to call ourselves a ragtag team because you see us and we're all, you know, mid twenties, young people. And, you know, again, by no means experts or have any background in the, the media photography world prior to doing this. And we've all just been able to kind of combine forces and, and come up with some pretty beautiful and awesome content, you know? Um, and, you know, so everything that I've ever learned through my trials and errors and videos that I've watched is, is exactly what I transfer over and train my guys with, you know, and, and, um, <clears throat> you know, what's unique too, is that they also teach me many things as well. You know, I'm always open to, um, obviously never staying complacent and plateauing with our quality of work. We're always, you know, constantly in a, in a want, uh, in a need to, to improve. Um, and so <clears throat> many, there's many occasions where I'm learning from my guys because they have the drive to go out and figure things out on their own on many occasions too. You know, and if it's a good enough idea and it's effective, then many times I've taken things that I've learned from my my people that we've incorporated into the business. I love that, man. And I know I set you up. I had to ask the question that way, but I want people to hear that. Right. Like I want people to understand, like I think so often when we look at making a career pivot or making a business launch, we spend so much time planning and trying to be perfect that we never start. And I think that the best thing that, you know, I see in, in entrepreneurship is you got to just go, right? Like, just get in it. Because once, to your point, once you're in it and you're in the room and you're taking the photos, you start to figure out, like, didn't have enough batteries, need a different tripod, need this, need that. You don't know. Just get out there and do it. And you're going to start getting to the point where your product quality is amazing. And then to your point, if you're hustling and grinding and learning, you're a student of the game and so is your team and you've attracted that. So I think there's a lot of lessons for people to hear there again, where you have a successful business and you didn't necessarily come into it with this huge portfolio of knowledge. Like you came into it with the hunger to do something awesome and just figure it out. Yeah, no, absolutely. I completely agree. And I, you know, but I think at the, at the same time, I have a um, an endless gratitude that I was able to, you know, find something that I, you know, very much so have a passion for and that I genuinely enjoy going to work to do every single day <clears throat> because I think that that was very much so by chance and by luck you know um because I, I don't think that everybody has that same ability to say yeah I, I figured out what I love to do at 19 years old you know um a lot of people have to go through that trial and error and, and, and figuring out you know if this is the right fit for them I very I was very fortunate to find something that I enjoyed, knew nothing about it, but just wanted the, had the, the desire to learn and to improve at it. And that's what brought me here today. I love it, man. So let's talk about being a young entrepreneur. Um, you know, I started young as well. And I, and I think it's important. I think that, you know, when I talk to college classes and high school classes and I'm working with young entrepreneurs, I think there are some hurdles as a young entrepreneur you face. We talked about some of this when we met. What are a couple things that you've had to deal with being younger in a room full of people who are not your age like what, what what do you have to deal with above all um what i had to deal with was with myself um and and by that i mean that you know i i, I think i spent so much time um feeling insecure and just like 
almost <clears throat> not worthy to be at the table with these folks, you know? Um, and I was just so worried and concerned of what these people would say about me and about my work. Um, and I, I, and, it, and that was really something that I had to resist against. And it took me a long, long time. And still to this day, I'm kind of navigating and learning, you know, um, cause still to, you know, still to this day and, and probably for the next decade, um, I'm almost always one of the youngest, if not the youngest person in the room by, by many, many years, typically two, three decades. Um, and, and that's just the, the world of business and more particularly in the real estate world too. And so, I think I really just had to learn how to give myself more self-love, give myself more credit for the business that I was building. I think um, I do a lot of, uh, I spend too much time discrediting myself or almost downplaying myself. And that's something that I've, I've very much so tried to, to work on and improve in, in my recent years, especially this year. Um, but yeah, I, I think above all, the biggest obstacle was myself is just telling myself I wasn't capable or, or competent enough to be, to have a spot at this table. Um, and I think, you know, the way I grew out of that was really just forcing myself to be more social and to be more outgoing, to put my, <clears throat> to throw myself into more networking type of opportunities. You know, even when I know that this person will never be my client ever. And, and then that's more than okay. It gives me the practice. It gives me the opportunity to, to, to hone my skills and, you know, um, get more comfortable with my pitch, even if it's, like I said, not somebody that's ever, I'm going to make a dime off of, you know? Um, and I think, you know, having that mindset of just forcing myself to be more outgoing, it's really strengthened, you know, my ability to make really quality relationships that are beyond my business. You know, I'm very proud to say that a lot of my clients, all of whom are much, much older than I am, um, are people that I consider friends now, people that I would be more than happy and have zero hesitation to go have a drink with, or we go get lunch on very, very regular occasions, you know, and I, I love being able to do that, you know, and um, again, I think the biggest thing that was stopping me from doing that before was just myself and my insecurities. I love that, man. I love that you share that. And again, I applaud you for being open and I thank you for being open, right? Because I think that's, that's where we create the valuable content that people need to hear, right? As a young entrepreneur, I know I 100% dealt with that, um, right? When you go sit in a room full of professionals, for some reason, there's just this mental block of like, am I worthy, right? Like, am I worthy of being in this room? And what I found, and I think you're proving it, right, is the only way that I found that I like could justify to, to myself to be in the room was to just crush it, right? Like, the mm -hmm. only way I could justify it was like, well, I can't justify it because I'm 10 years older than I am, right? I can't justify it because I have like this resume, right? I have to just go out there and crush it. Like I have to do awesome work and I got to do a lot of it because I want people to understand like, look, you're not going to believe me if I tell you, so let me just show you, right? Sure. And I see that sure. in you, right? Because your portfolio and the amount of properties you're working on show that. It shows like, look, I'm here, I'm hustling, I'm doing good work, I'm proud of it. And it starts to build that confidence, right? We're now a decade from now, you can look back and then all of a sudden it's like, look, my success is in, look, we've done 10,000 properties, right? Mm -hmm. You know, but sure. when you're starting guys, like that's not reality. Reality is you got to have that self-talk where you're saying like, I am worthy. I am good. I am, I'm passionate. And yeah, you know what? I am going to fail. You know what? You talked about that. I'm going to fail. I am going to mess up a hundred, a thousand times. But what's going to happen is I'm going to learn, I'm going to adjust, I'm going to keep going. So, Amen. I appreciate that, man. I applaud you for the journey you're on. Um, let's talk about one big lesson you've learned. So other than that self-love kind of worthiness, like what's one big takeaway you've had 
so far in your journey you want others to hear? Oh man. <clears throat> um, I think, you know, it, it goes back to just the consistency thing. If, if you really want something and you, 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 you know that this is your path, you're not going to let any, you know, ulterior variables, you know, impede you or stop you from getting there. Um, you're just going to go out and do it. You know, um, I, I think that was something that I really had to learn because when I first started out, I would give myself a lot of excuses of, oh, why I wasn't succeeding, why I wasn't getting phone calls, why weren't people responding to my emails? It was, but then I realized it was like, you need to readjust your approach. Stop blaming other people. You know, you're not going to let your age or my, I'm not going to let my age or my inexperience or my, my, my lack of confidence in myself or my business stop me from what I want to do. You know, I, I realized that this, you know, fortunately I realized very quickly that this is what I enjoyed and this is what I wanted to do for the long term. And I think that's what helped me double down on that. But I think, you know, obviously that's not easy for, for everybody to do so. But, I, you know, again, I think it's just the consistency of it all, for sure. And just, you know, <clears throat> identifying that you're, that you're worthy and that you're more than capable, you know what I mean? And so that's I love that's, it. I love that you talk about excuses, though, right? Because we can make enough excuses to talk ourselves out of whatever, right? Or, or to invalidate the journey, right? Or get hit with something negative and, and give up, right? So I love that you you just stayed consistent. I know you talked about mentorship when we met. Um, you know, let, let's talk about that because you know it's not just the show of Aiden. Like you've surrounded yourself with people that have elevated you. So let let's talk about that. How has that helped your journey? Um, no doubt. So I mean, um, like I mentioned to you in our one on one meeting that we had had, um, I'm very much so a big fan of having you know some form of coaching. Um, and, you know, because I think it really helped me navigate through a lot of my insecurities, not just on a business level, but in a personal level. <clears throat> and it gave me a much better, you know, idea of clarity and of, of who I am and where I want to be and what my, what my value and worth is. Um, so that was very much so important to me. And I, I, I think that, you know, the, the lessons that I learned from my particular coach, and of course, not everybody, you know, not, it's not a one size fits all, but I think <clears throat> that particular individual, um, the insight that he gave me is things that I'm going to carry for the rest of my life. Um, and then same thing, you know, I, I'm very fortunate that I have other mentors that I, you know, I didn't have to pay for, you know, and that they just are, they, they, they love me and they consider me family and they're in my life. And, they're always very more than welcome or more than happy with zero hesitation to give me advice and help and, you know, point me in the right direction. Um, and that's something that I've, you know, tried to pass on to, to other people too. Um, more particularly the people that are on my team. I think, um, I'm very fortunate that I was able to develop a lot of those tools at such a young age. Cause I think that's not the case for most folks at 24. Um, so I realized that I was very much so fortunate and blessed to have, you know, such great, you know, positive role models that I can look up to that I can seek advice and mentorship from um, on a on a regular basis. Um, so, so much of what I've learned in business and just in life, uh, you know, I've, I've even tried to kind of pass along to to my team, you know, um, even though considering all of them are either my same age or older than I am. Um, I'm able to give them advice and pointers and just things from experience, not out of arrogance by any means of just like, hey, you know, look, look, these are things and, and mistakes that I've made. Here's, you know, here's a different way you should reconsider this or here's a different way to 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 have thoughts on that, you know, um, and I'm proud to say that, you know, um, 
that they very much so look up to me in that sense. And, and they feel like they can, you know, seek me out for advice, not just on a business or a photography level, but on a personal level too, you know? Um, and I'm proud enough to also say that all the folks that have came into my business started out as not friends, just as people that I knew that were going to be working for me and providing a service for me to now, you know, I consider them all friends and second family, you know? Um, so it's really a true blessing that I've been able to, um, at least in my, in my opinion, leave a good, you know, impression on them and, you know, give them purpose. I love that, man. I love that you're, you're humble enough to seek mentorship and listen. Um, you know, I'm sure if we dove into it, there's probably some stubbornness in there somewhere. Um, I know for me, there was, right? Like it's, it's one thing to seek mentors. It's another thing to listen, right? Uh, but I love, again, I just love your journey, man. I love that people can hear it, right? I think that it's inspiring. I think that people can understand, like, you know, there are ways to move forward. Um, I've never seen someone do it by themselves. I've never seen it. So I think that, you know, it's important to understand, like having mentors, having coaches, having people around you to provide some buffers and bumpers and provide feedback, whether that's friends, whether that's a, a coach or mentor you're paying for, whether that's just people who believe in you, like all of those things are valuable to your success. So I love that. Let's talk about, last question I always ask people is, you know, what's a book or a podcast that people should read or listen to? Um, so I'm, I'm trying to think of the particular name of the book, um, and I wish I had it in front of me, but um, there's a really good book uh, written by um, uh, former Navy SEAL um, Jocko Willink and um, uh, hit one of his partners, Leif Babin. Um, and uh, a lot, the premise of the book is basically just, you know, uh, explaining and you know delving into some of the very stressful environments that they had been in that they had witnessed during you know the the their time in Iraq on their tours um in the early 2000s and just kind of them delving into how they they used it as kind of a mental game and how they were able to navigate through these stressful situations just by falling back on those fundamentals that they'd always just kind of drilled into their brain repetitively as leaders in in the military and how a lot of those same values and ideals though you're not you know not as intense you're not getting you know bullets you know uh, fired at your head or anything like that but um metaphorically speaking you could be um and you just kind of have to nav know how to navigate those rough waters and i've, I've <clears throat> that was actually given to me on my my birthday by my my editor who is a part of my team and uh i was very much so thankful for that and that he had considered you know giving me the uh, a book on leadership uh, of, of all things Love it, man. Well, good. I'll, we'll, we'll track down that guys. And we'll put that link below for that video. We'll get the title of that. So I appreciate that. Um, man, I appreciate your time. I know you're, you're busy, you're hustling. Um, you're doing awesome stuff. It's been great getting to know you so far. This is just the beginning of a long journey. Um, what else, what's the best way for people to connect with you? How, how should they reach out to you? Is your website, are there social platforms? Like what, where should people reach out to you? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so uh, my my phone is always, you know, available um, at all hours of the day. Um, and you so you can reach me, my personal line <clears throat> or my our business line is at 775-354-7681. You can also shoot me an email or you can always check out our website and inquire through there. We've also, you know, we're also very active on our social media pages. So our Facebook and our Instagram is always very active and we're always posting about new projects and, you know, just things going on at the office or and, uh, events that we've been involved in. So you can reach out and connect with us through social media as well at Tour D Space. Um, and uh, yeah, and that's about it.
Awesome, man. Well, I'll put all those links uh, below again. I appreciate you being open and honest and transparent and sharing your time with us uh, and creating some valuable content, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for the love and, you know, the, the opportunity of being on your show. I really appreciated it. You know, man.